Hello, everybody. And you are not dreaming. You are not in an alternate reality. You are seeing what you're seeing right now. We are finally doing the long-awaited co-op game Resident Evil 5. Here on the Nemesis Project, I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Zach. And boy, oh boy, we finally beat this game. <laughs> we actually beat, beat two games uh, because Resident Evil 3 Remake was so short, but that's for another time. Hopefully next week, if, if Zach is free. But um, we, we will see. We will see. But let's get right into it. Uh, <laughs> since we haven't been doing this for a while, uh, this segment, what have we got here? Oh yeah, the intro. Development of Resident Evil 5. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it off to Zach because I only have a few things to say about it. But Zach, the development of Resident Evil 5. What do you want to say about it? Okay, so uh before I really kinda started looking into this, I kinda recalled like the really old trailers for this game. And I went back and watched them again before I started digging. And it just confirmed like everything I thought before. And so like, I wasn't like I imagined all this stuff and everything, Mm -hmm. how this was, this started out as a single player game and there was some kind of intent to have like some kind of like atmosphere or something. Um, Did you watch the trailers I sent you? Yeah. And wasn't there supposed to be like hallucinations and shit? Uh, that was something that they kind of vaguely talked about. Like, I I don't know if that was ever like a for sure thing. It didn't really come up in my research. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I kind of feel like, uh, I I recall seeing something about that before. Of course, I could be mixing that up with RE4 too, because that was supposed to be a, a version of RE4. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, Originally, it seemed to feature just Chris solo. I think still doing BSAA stuff. And uh, a lot of the characters that are in the game would still be present, but like their roles or their appearance would just be kind of different, except for like Wesker, obviously. Um, But like, uh, like Sheva was still in the game, but she was like a member of some kind of like a militia group that she kind of, teams up with befriends chris so she'd be like the helper you know like like rebecca or something Mm -hmm. uh jill wouldn't be like basically kind of an attack dog to sick on you instead like chris would just rescue her from like a research facility and uh she'd kind of help out in the game and stuff um looks like irving it would still be in it too but there wasn't much about like what his role originally was um i don't even think i saw concept art for him Mm -mm. but uh excella looked pretty different and apparently she was like a secretary to like the ceo of tricell or something (laughs) yeah and i don't know what exactly they're planning to do with that like why why would you create a character with secretary in this game whatever but there was going to be this part where like uh, Wesker was subservient to like the tricell CEO or some shit. And like in the middle or later part of the game, he just assassinates him and takes over the company. I mean, 
he kind of does that in this one a little bit, but not like assassinate. He just, he just goes, oh, well, that bitch is dead. I got that. Yeah. Like, something else I found out, I was going to bring this up later, uh, talking about, like, the files in this game. Uh, I forgot all about this, but apparently when you complete chapters of the game, you unlock other files that you can read outside of the game. And usually they're, like, pretty extensive bios of, like, the characters in the game and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like you get Chris's bio, and it, like, just tells you everything from like the start of his career to like where he is now uh and the same thing for like all the other characters apparently excella was just pretty much put into place by wesker to take over tricell so he kind of runs tricell anyway through her mm-hmm. so that, that's in, that's pretty much what happened um what else do i got here uh, uh there would be liquors still i don't know if they'd be bigger or not but they were they were a thing. I mean, we did face liquors, but they were annoying as shit. They were annoying, and they were really tiny. <laughs> and there, there, a tyrant would appear in this game, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck!" It'd be cool to see a tyrant like like in this game. Actually, I wouldn't mind like a nemesis in this game. Yeah, I'm not sure what they really had planned for the tyrant. There wasn't even like, uh, there were no sketches or anything. They just said there was there was going to be a tyrant, and they said I think the tyrant kills Excella or some shit. <laughs> I think that was like the only art. Um, this part I thought was really cool. Apparently, there was going to be a scene where a bunch of El Gigantes would siege this town, like ten of them. And you playing as Chris uh, would do like a turret section with Jill and then Barry comes in and helps and the three of you kill all these fucking El Gigantes. See, that's, that game sounds so much better than what we played. I know! It's like, I, that. that's like ridiculous and over the top and it's a turret section, which there's a lot of those in this game. Mm-hmm. But that one sounds fucking cool because there's like 10 of these things just crushing shit. I wonder if they were scared to put too much fan service in this game. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I guess because this was like in this period of time where it seemed like they kind of wanted to get away from like a lot of the established stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I got. It's uh, the only other thing I can talk about is yeah, there was, they talked about um, wanting to have this tech where it's like the lighting would, would kind of play with your vision and stuff where like, if you go, like in real life, if you you're in somewhere really dark and you go outside in the bright light, it like you can't see shit for like several seconds. Yeah, that goes on my hallucination thing where the light fucks you up so bad that you start seeing shit like shadow things. And they were gonna put that in the game and they, they took it out. I wonder why. Maybe because one, uh, this was during uh, 360 and PS3, if I remember. That's right. And I, I, I don't think the technology was good enough to do that. That's that's my guess. I couldn't really find any notes about it, but like that's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have helped with the atmosphere because you, you'd like walk out in and out of places and like, yeah, and then same thing. You're in somewhere really bright. You go somewhere really kind of dark. You can't see shit. Yeah. I always thought that idea was really cool. And then like when I got the game, I was like, I guess they just dropped that concept. <laughs> Along well, with a few others. Well, when I first played this game, I was like, "Where? 
And here's the thing. Like, I wasn't big into looking into the game. I think this was one of the games I actually uh, followed what you and Andy do, where I don't look too much into the game. Like, if there was a trailer, I didn't watch it. So I was just like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to get this game and play it. So you got to uh, know, like, my expectations is, wow, Chris Redfield's in it. Uh, I heard about I heard about Jill. I didn't go looking for it. I'm like, I'm going to go in this game. Uh, we're we're going to fight zombies. <laughs> Even though Resident Evil 4 didn't have zombies, I was thinking because while they're going to Chris Redfield, it, maybe they're going back to its roots, uh, that it would be awesome. And when I started playing this game... And then doing the inventory system, I was like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah. I, uh, that's usually what I do with games that I know I want. And I guess in this case, you thought you knew you wanted Resident Evil 5 no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty much in the same boat, even after I started seeing this stuff with like the co op and stuff. I was like, I guess I still need to play this game. It's a follow up to Resident Evil 4. And yeah. Uh, I didn't react very well to it when I first played it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't. like. Well, not a lot, but I, there was a sizable amount of fans that this game bothered them. <laughs> and I don't know if I told uh, people that are probably going to watch this recording. We are doing this live on my Twitch channel on twitch.tv slash joedub35. And Andy, yes, we are live. So welcome. Uh, live, baby. We're doing it live. Um, yeah, it, and here's the thing, I'm probably one of the people that thought that Resident Evil 4 was okay for what it was, uh, I, I still don't think that it's a Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 4, I was one of the people that were highly, not highly, that's, that's being too harsh, that was kind of disappointed on how it was straying away from its roots a little bit, uh, so when I was going into this game, I was like, maybe we'll get another... Like, worst case scenario, maybe we'll get another Resident Evil 4, which was an okay action game. Um, But I was hoping it would go back to its roots because, you know, there was a, I guess, a silent, uh, not a a silent uh, minority that was making noise saying that Resident Evil 4 is not a Resident Evil game. And basically, they didn't listen because a lot of people love Resident Evil 4. Um, Yeah. So, like, me going into this game and seeing the live inventory and the um, fucking co-op and the AI and shit, I had flashbacks of Resident Evil Zero <laughs> when I was playing this game. Yeah, that's a good point. And it really did, like, put that together, actually. Mm-hmm. But anyway... There was some marketing in this game because of the location, uh, because we are, are in Africa in this game, uh, and this was before the SJW era. I, I guess I guess this was kind of like the pre-stages of SJW, where they were just like, a white man is going in Africa shooting black people, and people were just like, this is garbage, and I believe some game developers came out and actually... Uh, Zach, you were saying, like, some British film festival thing or whatever, where, you know, came out and said, no, that's not the case. This is not a racist game at all. Uh, yeah, like, um, 
back when this was coming out, like on the cusp of it and when it did, there was a pretty good amount of contention about whether or not this game was actually racist. I remember in guy crawl was like, he was like kind of a big freelancer game journalist mm-hmm. back then. He was one of the biggest proponents of that. Uh, and uh, I, I remember like a lot of people were talking about it back then, but it kind of went away at, like within the same year. Like I think after the year was over, it just kind of petered out, so to speak. Uh, this was during the time where nobody gave a shit. They were just like, dude, it's a video game. Why? Are yeah, you- that's that's what some people's response was. It's like, dude, it's a video game. And then like the other response is like, well, I mean, like, I don't. Know, he's fucking in Africa, man. Like, what? <laughs> I guess they shouldn't have said it here. I, I mean, it was an odd spot to put this. I, I guess, I, I don't know, Wesker is like, well, you know, if we're going to bring a virus, we're going to bring it to Africa. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, here means? it is. I, I found it. The British Board of Film Classification what the looked, at, looked at this game <laughs> and basically just said, no, it's it's not racist. Just quit it. Mm-hmm. Like. And, and if I remember correctly, um, I th- I think people were like, let's put Sheva on the cover to like make it look like Chris is not a racist. Because I, yeah. Because I think it was Chris and Jill. And what's funny is that Jill was like in the later half of the game and not really a main character unless you count the dlc and but that was before the dlc yeah there's a lot of uh speculation about sheva like when she came in a lot of people thought before like she wasn't even a character in the game and i found out well that's not really true she was apparently supposed to be in the game the whole time Mm -hmm. but uh they just kind of i guess promoted her role and I don't know if that was a response to like th- this necessarily. Uh, I think the story just kind of changed. Like at now, now that I've looked at it, and they were following trends. They saw co-op action games were getting really popular. Mm-hmm. Like when this, like around 07, when it seems like they kind of fully formed their idea. That's like when shit like Gears of War was coming out and stuff, and Army of Two, and things like that and they're like oh maybe we should maybe we should try to do this and i guess they did i mean it kind of would make sense a little bit if they were getting some backlash and they didn't want to deal with it because of the idea of the development that it was supposed to be a solo game with chris so maybe but that's just assuming because we don't know we'll never know what's going to happen because because the AI in this game, if you don't have two players, is pretty garbage. Yeah, and I, I guess that's a good segue to start talking about the gameplay, like the differences mm-hmm. between four and five and stuff. Um, differences. I want to say the shooting is the same. That's pretty much the same. The shooting and like all of the melee attacks and stuff, that's all the same. Mm-hmm. They, they... they did add this thing I noticed only in this playthrough. Uh, where if you guys chain melee hits together, it's like if, if I would hit them and then you'd hit them, 
that would open him up for a third hit, like a big power hit. Mm -hmm. And I never pulled that off before, like the previous uh, two other times I've played through this game with somebody. I was like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Doing tag team moves, like we're in WWE. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The inventory was a big one. Yeah, the, the live inventory is kind of stupid, uh, especially when you're in the nitty gritty of things. I, I remember uh, a couple of times, mostly me, not you, but mostly me during, <laughs> during the gameplay, like I would try to switch and I would just like pretty much be panicking uh, to the point of me trying to get my weapon or get my herb or, you know, first aid spray. But like, yeah. but later on, you know, you get into it. You know, everything is like a muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AI, um, oh, go ahead. The AI is, like I said before, is terrible. Um, because you have to do AI moves in order to do something. Like in Resident Evil Four, yeah, you had to like control Ashley by telling her to stay and go, but. This one, like, you had to, like, get certain items, and sometimes she wouldn't be there. And when you have a live inventory and also have to worry about Sheva, because she can die and you fail the mission uh, or fail the uh, game, it's annoying. So I I was really glad that I played with Zach, even though, like, certain times we died. And like we were like, oh, I guess we got to do this again. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I guess there's a gameplay difference there too. Uh, besides inventory, real quick, is there's certain points in this game where like you do a boss fight or there's some kind of weird like co-op puzzly sequence, and like they don't really exactly explain what you're supposed to do, or there's no um, context clues for it exactly. Oh, you mean the the laser thing that we had to like go from room to room like Indiana Jones and shit? Yeah, I mean like that that one wasn't too bad. It's like, oh, okay, so we go here and we beat up this blue thing and pull this or yeah, the la- actually I'm confusing that with something else. Yeah, that laser one was like kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to like shoot this beam of light off of mirrors. This sounds like a fucking Tomb Raider puzzle, <laughs> but here it is in Resident Evil Five, and. If you run across the beam, it kills you instantly. It doesn't hurt you. It kills you. And that sucks. It basically makes it to where it's like, okay, you need to stand up on this area and just stand here and watch me figure this puzzle out. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the, the, the other person who's playing with you basically just stands there with their dick in their hand. They can't do anything. It just kind of sucks. Oh, well, there's certain part of the, the games where it, you know, when you have to, assist somebody on the ladder and they're supposed to do something and there were multiple times where me and you were standing there and be like what do we have to do <laughs> like what is what is the mission here like usually games will be like you know the character will say something stupid be like hey i really gotta you know smash that rock and like to give you a hint this one is like nah bitch you gotta find out yourself yeah which is hey don't get me wrong i'm all about like kind of find figuring it out on your own that's why i said context clues not just telling you what to do Mm -hmm. 
there really aren't any contest clues and it doesn't even tell you what to do so they kind of lose on both both sides yeah um uh there was some of the boss fights were like that too like remember that one with the uh uh we were trapped in that room and there's like a fucking like furnace or some shit that you're supposed to seal the monster in yeah and burn them and it took us like a whole round to figure out that's what we were supposed to do like i think one of us died yeah because what's funny is like throughout the room they had gas can canisters and we're like you know as a resident evil fan and be like oh you got to blow them up with the gas canisters that's what you got to do and then you know, eventually you found out that the room over there that we could lock the monster in and turn the furnace on, we can burn them. And that I, that took three times, I believe, because it, with the movement in this game, like when you finally get to the switch, the animation takes way too long. And then yeah. the monster gets up and he's like out of the room. There was a, another one that was kind of like that, too. That one where we had to, like... Basically, one of us had to run around in circles while the other person grabbed a flamethrower and just shot it with the flamethrower. Oh, dude, I don't know how we beat that. We barely... <laughs> we had no bullets. That boss sucks. It's because it, it just absorbed all our bullets is the thing. It just... That, that boss is just not good. <laughs> I, I think we pretty much knifed it at the end. We were just like, fuck it, knife it. And then he yeah. finally died. That was stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, then the other bosses are good though like the weird bat um oh the wuhan bat <laughs> yeah we were calling it the wuhan bat a month ago yeah <laughs> um god what what was the other bosses that were kind of interesting uh, uh the tricell bitch uh he, here's the thing that weirds me out uh capcom when a person is like regular size and they become like this kaiju uh monster <laughs> yeah basically what happened um what the fuck <laughs> yeah this like 130 pound woman like grew into like a monster that was like larger than an aircraft carrier somehow it was bigger than the ship at least or almost yeah like, okay i mean i get like you know g-virus bullshit but that was like over time mm -hmm. and that was like from that was like transformations due to regeneration from damage <laughs> Same thing for, for Nemesis. He he would change when he would take so much damage. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was fun, though. Yeah, there was good. Like, that, that boss was kind of fun because you got to shoot him with, like, the fucking ion cannon from Command and Conquer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bat. Wesker is fun. Mm -hmm. like, well, the first time you fight him when he's still human, he's fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, the jail fight was fun because we kept on, like, grabbing her and, like, doing like frankensteiners and hurricane ranas and shit and like suplexes so. yeah that boss is like super easy like once you get rid of wesker mm -hmm. um i want to say the enemies uh they were kind of similar to resident evil 4 a little bit um uh, they had the trolls in there the big troll monsters they had uh the lost plagas kind of like in the beginning just the regular, uh, I guess, bottom tier Las Plagas people? Or who? Yeah, and then, and then they had, like, the mutations later. Like, where they'd start growing the big tentacle out of their head. Mm -hmm. Or uh, they change into, like, at that one point where they start changing into, like, this weird fat thing with a tail. 
and uh, that's the only weak point on it is the tail. And if you let it come up on you, it one hit kills you. Oh, dude, I hate that fucking thing. I don't know what the fuck those are called. And like, part of that I feel like is just because it's the game's fault because they don't like put in a, a note about it or anything. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a few enemies like that. Another one's like that weird spider thing that it has like glowing fuck me lights you have to shoot, and that's the only place on it that's vulnerable. Yeah. Because if you shoot it anywhere else, it, it excretes this weird smoke and it causes you to cough if it gets close and then it one-hit kills you no matter what. And then they had, like, Call of Duty maps where, like, you would fight these Lost Flagas with, like, machine guns and rocket launchers. Yeah, that's where the game really starts to, like, kind of drag and feel, like, weird. It's like, you spend more time shooting, having firefights with enemies than, like, I don't know, doing Resident Evil shit. Well, I think what really annoyed me is, like, there was a part where the the bugs or whatever, that insect thing that was huge as hell, like, came out of its, like, eggs. And then, like, the two guys with the, the miniguns and shit came out. <laughs> and, like, all these people with, like, weapons and shit. And it, it literally was, like... Imagine Call of Duty made a Resident Evil mod, and that was, <laughs> that was what we were playing. Yeah, it, I don't really care for that part either because it gets yeah, it gets ridiculous. But um, geez, I'm trying to think of something else. Like I, the it the the liquors they brought liquors in, and they're like really truncated compared to like the liquors you remember. Well, remember um, that remember that one part where we had to split up, and you were like. Because I was trapped in an area, and you had to go uh, open up a door, and you had to go, like, in the top area, and, like, nine liquors were, like, coming after you. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, in the ruins area. Yeah. And yeah, that wasn't fun. We had, to, we had to retry that part a few times just because it was, like, they, they swarm you with these guys. And we were doing different strategies. We First, we did it, like, balls to the wall. We were just, like, we're, we're going to shoot a couple and then run and then try to push but the animation was way too slow to where the liquors were starting to overpower us and then i believe we got out we we bought a sniper rifle and we i just started sniping them off one by one and then pretty much made it bearable for zach to push the item i also got the that's when i broke out the grenade launcher and started killing bunches of them with that Mm-hmm. That was like the only thing we could do is like you snipe him and I'll just blast him with this grenade launcher. That was the only thing that worked. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else is a difference in similarities in this game uh, compared to four. They kept uh, the weapon upgrades. Yeah, the weapon upgrades were there. Um, and kinda... all the different weapons you could buy too. There was like variety in that. I'm you know sad the merchant guy wasn't in this game. What are you buying? Hey, that was supposed to be a thing too. There was going to be a merchant again, but they, they axed it pretty early on. I wonder why. Everybody loved them. I loved them. I'm my guess is uh when they decided okay, this was gonna be co-op, that's probably when they killed it. I guess they wanted to uh make it make it a semi uh serious, I guess, or whatever. I guess this game does feel like it takes itself more seriously at times and then there's other times where it's like ridiculous mm-hmm. 
like that freaking Irving guy is like my favorite because he just he should have been a Resident Evil Four. He was in the wrong game. Yes, he was. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like Excel is kind of silly, but like at the same time, it's like oh, I could buy that. Whatever. She's some stuck up like I run this company, bitch person. I want um, the inventory was way different from four to five because four it felt like you could fit everything in your mom in that inventory. And this one, you had to like strategize between, you know, the two characters and what they're holding and shit. Yeah. You're pretty much back to like set slots and you have nine this time. Uh, one of them usually just would hold like a melee vest or something if you wanted, but you can use it for anything else. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I miss the attache case and I miss like being able to pause and like fuck with your stuff. Uh, there was something really satisfying about arranging that thing the way you wanted. And it's like at the same time, like they want to go back to the slots, but then they don't let, they don't give you the pause to be able to mess with your inventory. So it's like you have to put everything you want to use quickly in the specific shortcut slots, like on your D pad. Mm-hmm. So it's like, me, I always use two different guns and then maybe put grenades in one thing, one slot, and then put in a healing item on the last slot. Because if you don't put a healing item on any slots, you got to open up your inventory and where is it? Oh, there it is. And then you might, that might cost you. Yeah. Uh, I noticed the similarities on like map design compared to uh, Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5. Like they had to have a boat uh, map. Uh, usually when there was, like, enemies, they had, uh, like, platforms that they would, like, walk on and stuff. Like, there was a lot of, like, similar map, uh, uh, setups, but obviously there were different locations. One was, like, in Spain and this one in Africa. They're also usually bigger. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a lot bigger. And... I think, like, that was another thing was originally when it was going to be single player, they were still going to have, like, it looked like all these guys attacking you at once, which is a lot. And that might have been another thing where they're like, oh, maybe we should turn the enemies down. I don't know. Maybe we should just throw in another player. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, other than that, like, the co-op thing we already touched on, I feel like that's kind of it. I mean... This game is very different from the previous ones just because it's 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 similar enough to four and it shares a lot of the similarities and that makes it very different from like the classic games. And this is there's, there's and, not really much to talk about there. And this is the first time Resident Evil uh, actually went away from its uh, survival horror genre. I believe Resident Evil Four was still under the survival horror genre, even though it was more actiony. They still had like a a finger grasp on the horror in the, the atmosphere element. And that's something this game totally lacks is both of those things. The atmosphere more than anything. I don't, when I play this game, I don't really feel like an atmosphere of any kind ever. I, yeah, I didn't feel scared and or creepy in this game at all. Um, it resident before I had a creepy factor just based off of how they did things in Spain uh-huh. Um, this one, because of the daylight, the daylight kind of fucking ruins everything. 
I feel like if they had somehow made that old concept work, it it could have had an atmosphere and it could have been cool and they could have played with you a lot with that light to dark thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but eh, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. It is what it is. So I guess we could move on to acting. Um, because we're in Resident Evil 5 and because voice acting is very prominent during this time, this is where you have your Troy Bakers and your, your fucking Nolan Norts and everybody's you know top notch and top tier. The acting was pretty good in this game. Um, yeah. There was a couple of cheesy uh, lines, but you have to put the cheesiness in Resident Evil games. It's just a staple. Uh, I know Chris was good. I know Wesker was really good with acting because he's that overtop villain uh, type of voice. Yeah, this is when DC Douglas took him over, and this is like a lot of people kind of look to him as the West, the Wesker mm-hmm. now. Uh, my favorite is still the one from like Resident Evil One remake, but yeah, I like DC Douglas's take too because he's this version of Wesker is just kind of funny. Yeah, and it fits it. Like he's like this smarmy asshole that knows he could just kill you whenever he wanted. I'm like Neo. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> so we meet again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not not a lot to talk about the acting. Uh. Irving was funny. Uh, Super over the top. Yeah. Um, Sheva, I thought, was okay. Uh, I, well, I mean, she was fine. I just... No, nothing really impacted me with, like, the acting. I wasn't like, oh, this is amazing. This is Oscar-worthy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never say that for a Resident Evil game. Chris, the guy playing Chris, I thought, did a pretty good job in terms of, like, the drama and him acting and getting upset or showing pensiveness, you know, emotions. <laughs> but Yesheva, I thought, was always just kind of blah. Like, her actress did fine. It's, it could have been right, the writing. I don't mm-hmm. Uh DC Douglas stands out as Wesker, but, and everybody else is kind of just, eh. And that's it. Jill's okay. She's just not in the game long enough to really say much about it. Yeah. And Jill was kind of silent because she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm normal. And that's it. <laughs> you don't see her again unless you buy the DLC. Yes, which we will <laughs> talk about. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about acting. Are you ready to move on to the, um, the meaty flesh of this podcast? Oh, real quick on the acting. I think this might have been the first game where they actually used mocap. Mm, really? I, I think so, yeah. Because I don't think they had that in 4. I think all that was hand animated. Mm, that's interesting. I need to look that up. <laughs> Alright, the meaty flesh. Different versions of Resident Evil 5. So we had the 360, the PS3, and then it got remastered uh, on 4 and PC, and then it came out for the Switch. Correct? I... Uh... I think I actually don't know if it came out on Switch or not. I believe it, it it's probably coming out soon because I know they announced four, five, and six. Let because... me check here. Yep, it's on it's on Switch. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's also on Android TV <laughs> and whatever Shield Shield Android TV. Okay, that's the same thing. Weird. <laughs> but fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this didn't have like. 
like you had the base game and then later on in life with the initial release cycle they had the gold edition that had all the dlc in it mm-hmm. and then when they did these hd re-releases so to speak uh they have the version you buy online on the store which is just the standard game but if you bought a physical copy it was the gold edition and uh, we, we kind of discovered that when we were talking about, well, let's do the DLC together. It turned out you actually bought it digitally and you didn't have it. Yeah, uh, I actually had to play one of the DLC on Steam because it came, it's the gold edition on Steam. <laughs> but uh, I will say, because I played the original release back in the day, and I thought back then, well, this game looks good, you know. it, it At the time, it was a really good-looking game and everything. Mm. Um, but, like, when I bought this a couple years ago for my PS4 and I played it again, I was like, oh, wow, this looks really good now. I like the, the, the frame rate was like 60, I think, most of the time. Yeah, the, the frame rate was pretty good. Um, I was highly impressed when I played it with you. I think I mentioned it on the stream. I was like, oh, this looks cool. I, I, the only thing I complained about was the uh, the aiming on it. It felt a little weird, but I just had to get used to it. Yeah. It's, th- there's little quirks in it still yet, though. That, like, some of the texture works kind of low res in spots, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's still, it looks really good. It really benefits. Like, if you don't lost a copy or something, or you'd like to play it again, I'd recommend buying it for uh, PS4 or X-Bone or the PC or something. I don't know how the Switch version runs. That's always a gamble, I feel like, depending on what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, pick your poison, everybody. Uh, and I'm pretty sure when the new generations come out, they're going to have a remaster of a remaster. So Re-remaster. Yeah, re-re, like for retarded. Anyway. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> um, bonus modes and unlockables. So we had the two DLCs. Is there mercenary modes in this? I do. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did I, you never play mercenaries in this? No. Oh man, this is like honestly, it's kind of better than the mercenaries mode in Resident Evil Four. Oh shit! Just because it's it's like there's no bullshit. You just play by yourself. It's kind of like um, liberating, really, when you play mercenaries mode in this game, because <laughs> you know you're stuck with like your partner all the time, be it with uh an actual player or the ai if you want to like torture yourself actually i think this was a big thing when it came out because people were like oh you know since we got the playstation network and xbox live uh we'll get to play online on resident evil 5 i think that was a big marketing push as well because Uh, yeah because they had like mercenaries where like you could play against people Mm-hmm. And I think I tried that one time, and I remember it being like super laggy and like annoying. So I just stopped. And I think you could play with partners, like you know, co- cooperatively. You could do mercenaries as well. That's cool. Um, I remember doing that. It's fun, but just playing by yourself is cool. And what's cool is like, it's they got different versions of each character, so they have different loadouts and stuff too. Um. But when they later expanded on Mercenaries, they called it like Mercenaries United or something. Uh, they added characters to the Mercenary mode, like when they did Gold Edition and shit. Mm-hmm. So they add like um, Excella, uh, 
a different version of Chris and Sheva, I think. Um, and there was, they added Rebecca and Barry. <laughs> and like, Barry's fun as hell to play because he just, he, <laughs> he has like his big ass fucking revolver like on him, but it's not a weapon you can use. It's just like a, something he keeps on his vest. But what happens what happens is when he like downs somebody, like if you do a certain melee attack, it, it says Miranda writes it and he's like he'll say a line like, What is this? And he shoots him in the head and he kills him. <laughs> and then he's like, I have this and he <laughs> he just says all his lame ass lines when he executes people. That's fucking glorious. Yeah, like honestly, I loved it when they added those characters and it made it more fun. Like Excella was fun too, because she'd do this shit where it's like you cap him in the knees and she'd like grab their face and then she'd like bitch slap them and sometimes it caused their heads to explode it was just funny <laughs> <laughs> it, mercenaries is just fun this and it just expanded on like what they did in four and honestly it was like one of the reasons why you would kind of keep playing the game mm-hmm. and then they added the the story dlc the desperate escape and lost in nightmares so I guess we'll touch up on the Lost in Nightmares uh, a little bit. Um, so when you play the original game, you're kind of like, what happened to Jill? Why does she have this like bug jewel on her titties? And uh, why is Chris trying to find her? Well, this DLC kind of tells you what happened, kind of, a little bit. So... Chris and Jill, you know, since they're partners and shit, they are investigating. Is that the mansion, or is that like a another mansion that they come upon? I think this is the original mansion that the the Spencer Estate Mansion in Raccoon City was based off of. There's this like reoccurring thing through the series where it's like we built a mansion here in the Arclay Mountains, and then it's like. This shit gets really confusing about this. You play Code Veronica, and then when you're in Antarctica and you go underneath the base or some shit, you find out there's a Spencer Estate Mansion clone under there. Mm-hmm. And you find files that tell you, oh, this is based off of the original Ashford Manor or something. <laughs> but then you play this game, and apparently it's Spencer's Mansion in Europe or some shit. And it's so, which is it? I don't know. <laughs> did, did they all just really like this one mansion and they just copy each other? Like, it's confusing. I think that's where the fanfare kind of comes in, I guess, a little bit. I guess so. Um, because I'm always a fan of the mansion. But it, it was interesting. This DLC felt like a Resident Evil game. And I kind of yep. wish that they uh, formulated that game into this game. <laughs> That, yeah, I was that, I was thinking the same thing as I was playing it. I was like, well, I wish I could have made the whole game like this. Mm-hmm. They had this one enemy that was kind of following you throughout the whole game, where he was like, very, like, it looked like a mutated uh, monster from a T virus or a G virus or whatever, and yeah, it had he you know a dragon axe. He was you know, dragging like a pyramid head kind of thing, even though that's a different game and franchise. He was terrifying at times. I'm like, dude, this, this guy's not dying. And there were zombies in waters and shit. And um, he had the the Wesker fight, which was funny. 
because I was like, I did this before. <laughs> yeah. So it plays pretty similarly to the the Wesker boss fight in the original game. The big thing about this DLC though is like you pretty much go through this whole mansion and it's like really atmospheric and there's a lot of mansion like puzzle things and you find files. You you even find a copy of like the keeper's diary from like the original game, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. And that enables you to like unlock a key item you guys need to like progress and stuff. Yeah. And there's also a neat neat little Easter egg in there. Did did you know about this? No, I didn't. Okay, so like in the beginning where you start in the main room in the main hall, uh you can go look at the double doors that lead you into the, the mansion. Um and it does this thing where the camera zooms in on it. And then it just cuts back like nothing happens. You're like, okay, what the fuck was that about? (laughs) Well, if you do this three times, it forces the game into a fixed camera perspective and you can play through this whole DLC like that. What? Yeah, you can play through the whole DLC with fixed camera like this. Did you do it? I've tried it. It's kind of unwieldy because of the way you aim now. There's like aim and it's like kind of weird because you're doing the laser dot thing mm-hmm. it is doable though it's i've never tried to do the whole thing like that because i just thought as ah, it's, it's just doesn't control right it's really cool to see though maybe they were just like let's put this in here so people can hate it so we don't need cry about fixed camera angles and shit i don't think anybody hated it i think people are just like, oh man that's so cool <laughs> it was gone. No, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Is like maybe Capcom was trying to make people hate it, and people. I still love fixed camera angles, even though I kind of like the remakes where they do the, you know, had a Resident Evil four, five, and six, you know, are doing it third person. Yeah. So would you? Did you mark out when uh, Jill speared Wesker through the window? Yeah, I said spear. I, I yelled spear, spear. I think, <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, yeah. And that that was the end of that tale. She she speared Wesker through the window, and they fell down a cliff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I guess she was dead. They never found her body or some shit. So are they trying to imply that maybe Wesker caught her, or like took the impact of the fall? And, like, she was knocked out, and then that's when he put the jewel buggy thing on her titties to control her? I think he experimented on her for a while before that happened. Okay. So, that was always, like, my understanding. I I enjoyed the DLC. Like I said, I wish this was the game, and it wasn't. I mean, it was in the DLC, but it should have been in the main game. Yeah, I, I like this DLC quite a bit too. Actually, it's a fun diversion. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, uh, Desperate Escape, is just like super duper actiony. It's like it cranks it up to like eleven. Like what this game does. It's Jill trying to escape, right? Yeah, with uh, Josh, that that other BSAA guy that survived. Mm-hmm. He does German suplexes, by the way. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it says it says when you stun them and you get behind them German suplex. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, yes. He also does the people's elbow. It like, doesn't say people's elbow, just an elbow drop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a person. He has res- he, he has wrestling moves. It makes it cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, th- that's all Desperate Escape is. It's just you fighting like tons of enemies 
trying to get trying to get to the escape point and the end of it especially like you'll go through a lot of areas that remind you those parts in resident evil 4 where you get to kind of like those weird military complex-ish areas like on that island and stuff yeah where there's like there's guys trying to shoot you with like fucking cannons and and things like that you gotta go around this really long like kind of out of out of the way path to get up there to stop it and everything Mm. um so in that way it kind of did remind me of resident evil 4 a little but uh yeah and then at the end there's just like this part where you fight like a bunch of enemies that just keep spawning and like kind of bosses sub bosses and you wait for a helicopter to come pick you up what? It's always a fucking helicopter in Capcom. I just noticed that. In Resident Evil, yeah, there's always a helicopter. There's got to be. Mm-hmm. The guy comes in the helicopter, and then he gets, like, killed, and then you guys just take off. I think <laughs> That's it. I think Resident Evil 2 is the only one that didn't have a helicopter. It was a train. Yeah, it was a train, and then they walked on foot. I like how Resident Evil 2 reads it, though. It's like, they're walking on foot, and then there's, like, a trucker, and he's like, hey. And then the guy's just like, fuck off he doesn't pick them up it's like yeah that's probably what my reaction would be if i saw like three really dirty people on the road mm-hmm. yeah so how did you like it did you dig it did you uh would you play again that jail escape uh, dlc um yeah it's pretty fun because it's just constantly like it's constantly moving action and I don't think either of us died once when we played it either. Oh, you, uh, you played with a friend? Yeah, I played with uh, my friend Felt. We we played it together online, and neither of us died, if I remember right. We went we went all the way through that thing without dying. Because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Other than that, I guess we can move on to uh, some good stories in the journals and diaries. Um, I didn't read too much of the journals because I, I'm going to be a stickler and be like, I fucking hate this game and didn't really care for the story at all. But there were certain files where I was like, I'm glad they put Umbrella was like uh, messing around with this Ouroboros or whatever the fuck the virus is called. Like, I, I was glad they put that in there, but as far as, like, me liking it, I don't know. What about you? Uh, it's it's weird because this is something that kind of goes against the the whole of the game, like, so to speak, like, the flow of it and everything. Uh, it's like they decided to make this game a co-op game, and then at the same time they decided to kind of shore up a weakness i think that resident evil 4 kind of had which was uh the files and stuff Mm -hmm. like there was some pretty good little files in resident evil 4 but like compared to previous games it's lacking a lot yeah uh and in this game they put a lot of effort into the files but the thing is you're playing co-op online with somebody you don't want to stand there and read this file you want to keep playing Mm -hmm. that really kind of goes against the flow of the game so, like, the only time you're ever going to get to actually read this shit is if you play it by yourself and you're being a masochist. Or you read them after the fact, at, like, out in the main menu. And, like I said, a lot of these are, uh, they're very Resident Evil-y files. 
they put a lot of effort into them and they go through like a lot of detail kind of explaining some backstory stuff like there's shit that you find files that, that date all the way back to like the 60s of them like finding the progenitor virus shit here and everything yeah but that's like with the metal gear solid 5 kind of thing and also with i want to say uh uh death stranding with hideo kojima is like they have these games that are like outlandish and different compared to its original and i'm just talking about metal gear solid 5 and then it's like oh if you want the story that you've all been waiting for you gotta listen to all these like interviews and like read up all these uh documents and stuff to get the backstory i guess but that's how it's kind of how resident evil's always yeah but the the difference between all the other resident evils and compared to this one is like you have this like actiony resident evil 5 uh storyline that i wouldn't even i wouldn't even classify as a as a resident evil game um and then you have the files that are resident evil uh like and has a story of it i don't know it just feels weird that they mix those two together it doesn't really mix well mm-hmm. but um there's interesting files you find though like uh there's there's pretty good ones in the Lost in Nightmares one. Like you find Spencer's diary, and that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably where they really lost the plot, though, in my opinion. That's something that happens through this game's story. Is it 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 goes through the motions to make ties to Umbrella and like the previous stuff and everything, and then within the same movement, they break it all and just destroy it. Mm-hmm. Like you thought Resident Evil 4 just kind of threw everything out. Well, this is this game goes like, oh well, hey, it's coming back, it's coming back. Guess what? And then it just throws it off the cliff. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It, it's ridiculous shit. It's like they changed the motivations of like two of the characters, like two of the main villain characters, in my opinion. Uh, like they make it to where Spencer just wants to become immortal and shit. It, because he's dying he's getting old he's dying and it's it's not fair or something and that that was supposed to be the whole reason for the t-virus progenitor virus research this entire time was to make him immortal and that wasn't the case it was actually he just wanted to exploit this shit for money <laughs> and and the same thing for wesker it's like they make it to where he wants to take over the world like a fucking anime villain or like a Final Fantasy villain, and in reality, he was also driven by greed. Yeah, it's just like they wanted to like they're really basic kind of motivators for these villain characters, but then they make them like over the top and ridiculous. All of it kind of feels like, and I know certain developers, like head developers in Capcom, were just like, we need to make this more actiony. But you also have probably had most of the team go. But this is a Resident Evil game. Let's stick with the lore. And I guess you could kind of tell that in the game. It shows. Not to kind of go way ahead of ourselves here, but that was one of the things I really liked about Nikolai. And the... they, they didn't really stray that far off from how he originally was. Mm-hmm. They just kind of expanded on it. In fact, they even emphasized, he's like, you know, I can make a lot of money off of this if I stayed here, but you know, fuck you, bye. <laughs> leaves i kind of wish uh and again going ahead 
I kind of wish, like, you remember the part in the original where Nikolai, like, killed one of the uh, Umbrella mercenaries and he, like, flew out the window? I kind of yeah. wish... I kind of wish they did that in the new one. Yeah, I, I kind of wish there was a... I mean, there was kind of that scene. He just shoots Murphy in the head. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about some other game now. Uh, Resident Evil 5. Uh, do you have anything else to say about the journals? Um, No, other than, like, I just wanted to make a point that they really kind of they're trying to mix oil and water with that by keeping that as part of a, a thing. Like the Resident Evil four notes were usually pretty brief, mm-hmm. but there was a couple of ones that were really interesting. Like whenever you find Luis's notes, that was kind of cool. Cause it actually gave good backstory on the plaga shit. Yeah. Um, that's, that's it though. Cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much to say about that. I kind of talked in my personal story where I kind of like went away, uh, of not looking into the game. And then I also, um, when I started playing the game, I hated it <laughs> right away because it was just not survival horror and there was no zombies. So yeah. What about you? Any personal stories with you? Uh, I remember when I first played this, uh, I was kind of frustrated that I was forced to co-op it with somebody. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was very against type for this series. And I, I think I played through it with my buddy Philip, who I just played through with it again like a year ago, and then I we did the DLC together, the one the, the ones you didn't have or you couldn't play with me. Yeah, I only played the um, one Nightmare. Yeah, and like back then it was like, well, it made it more bearable for me, but like I hated this game because of what it did to everything. Mm-hmm. Like. I guess you kind of had that reaction with four, but like, honestly to me, four was just such a good game that like, it kind of didn't really bother me that much in a weird way. But this one, I had that reaction. I was like, God, they, they killed Wesker. They fucked the story up. They changed so much. So many important parts of the story. Well, four was so good that when, you know, all that gap to raising you a five, when it finally came out, like, it was the best-selling Resident Evil game ever. Yeah. And, you know, like, in movies and other things, just because it's, you know, made the most money doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> nope, and that's... Hey, that's a note about this game. Up until 2018, this was Capcom's best-selling game. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Monster Hunter World dethroned it, which is weirdly surprising. It's better, Monster Hunter. I'll say that. <laughs> huh. I, I recommend it. It's a it, it's it's a Monster Hunter game, just like the title. I never could really get into those. I thought so too, but then I played it and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is interesting." You gotta play with friends, though. That's a that's a bad thing, though. I hate friends. <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't like this game that much. Yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, we're done with the meaty flesh, unless there's something else you needed to uh, chime in there. Oh, uh, I will. This is something else I wanted to bring up, talking about, like, lack of atmosphere. The soundtrack for this game is just really kind of lame. Mm-hmm. There's no tracks that set a mood or anything, uh, necessarily. Uh, it's just kind of there. 
sometimes it enhances the action a little bit, but nothing really stands out as memorable at all. There was certain parts where it had like the movie. I don't know if you ever seen the movie of The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Like they, when there was like some f- fighting in, in the game, they had like that that type of music, and I was like, "Yeah, I get it because it's actiony, but like I don't want action in my, my Resident Evil game. Get it out." <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but uh, I'll take your word for it there. Mm-hmm. But it's just even coming off of Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four had a great soundtrack. And this is just there. It's pretty disappointing. <laughs> like I said, and I'll probably bring this up when we talk about Resident Evil 3 uh, and all the future uh, remakes that they're going to be doing, is when Capcom strikes gold, it's like it's like they go crazy. And I, I don't know how to explain it because like you'll have people that like a certain thing and they'll do the exact opposite. Like, they could have made a Resident Evil 5 just like how they made Resident Evil 4, but they had to change shit, uh, and people didn't want it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. I'm not sure, and what sucks about that is uh, Japanese devs are usually, they don't tend to talk a lot about, like, their processes or anything. Uh, They're still in the habit of keeping a lot of that stuff kind of close to the vest. I don't know why this happened the way it did, but I still kind of feel like they were trying to follow trends because back around this time, that's what Capcom was doing. Mm-hmm. They were trying to follow trends. They were trying to westernize all their games. Uh, it was like kind of, I don't want to say it was a mandate, but it was like one of their key senior guys at the time, uh, Keji Inafune, he was really big on that. He was like, we need to westernize everything. Uh we're getting left behind here because that's back when Japanese games were kind of like, for some weird reason, it was like the games media turned really hard against Japanese. Games. You remember that? Yeah. And I'm not saying it was like unfound, totally unfounded. Cause yeah, they, they were kind of clearly, clearly going through some kind of growing pains thing in that generation, but not all their games were bad. Like they were trying to make out. Um, they really got on the, that, idea train so to speak hard and i think in the end of their detriment i don't think really anything came out positive of it see i don't get like the research in that is like seems lame to me like we need to go western there's a lot of western video game players that prefer jrpgs and everything that is not westernized like like when i think of final fantasy I don't think of I want to have a Final Fantasy like Final Fantasy fifteen. I want it to be like seven, uh, eight, and nine, and ten, like old school JRPGs. And I hate when Japanese developers and publishers go, "We need to make it westernized," because like, I, yeah, it, it doesn't fit their look at all. It makes them look stupid. No, you you lose the uniqueness of like what it's so redundant it makes their games unique (laughs) (laughs) but kind of stumbled into that one but like uh like yeah i feel part that's part of the disconnect between the japanese devs and like how the japanese game market has shrunk a lot and since like the 80s or whatever and 90s Mm -hmm. and it's to the point now to where it's like a lot of them don't even console gaming it's all handheld based and it's all based in like mobile shit yeah so their their market now really since <clears throat> I guess 
the mid two thousands and they were just having problems figuring that out at the time has been primarily, you know, Western, the rest of the world. Well, I think they see like Call of Duty and Grand Theft Autos and they go, wow, they're selling like millions and millions of copies. We want to be just like them. Yeah, they feel like they need to follow those trends. And there's there's definitely some of that in this game. Mm-hmm. There's the spots where it's like, this is like, fuck, I'm fighting, having a firefight in a goddamn boat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, just other shit. And a lot of a lot of fans, longtime fans of Capcom weren't liking this stuff. They like they messed up Bionic Commando. They messed up like other stuff. Like there's so much. You can get into a whole series of videos of just Capcom trying to westernize in the seventh console generation or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Big and, topic. Yeah. And like I said, you know, every time they strike gold, it's like they stick they they take like 10,000 steps forward, but then they take like a million steps back. Uh, and to kind of go a little off topic a little bit, uh, since we are talking about Resident Evil 4, there's rumors of a Resident Evil 4 remake coming out. Uh, or being worked on, I should say. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of sources are, a lot of trusted sources are uh, talking about it. Uh, we interviewed Nick Apostolidis, which, by the way, on our YouTube channel, it jumped up in views because we did mention if there was a Resident Evil 4 remake, would he want to be Leon again? And, yeah. I, and I believe he did say, hell yeah, or something along that line. Uh, and I He better be. Yeah, and I did show you a tweet uh, where he is in mocap and he's doing like hashtag new project and stuff. And, you know, it made my noggin joggin. And and I was like, oh, maybe that was Resident Evil 4 he's, he was working on. Could be. Which would be... A lot of people give... Here's my thing. Does this need a remake? No. I think it looks fine how it is because... Mm, I don't really agree. Uh, okay. <laughs> just like okay like have you played a recent hd version of this game yeah but does it really really need a remake no like the gra- graphically was the only thing i was saying about it that like really kind of hurts nowadays i can't stand to play that game except on the native hardware that it originally came on otherwise it looks fucking awful. Mm-hmm. i just don't think that game was meant to go beyond 480 vertical lines okay. um <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, like I I read more of like what this Dust Golem guy has posted. Um, who's like one of the the top noted leakers, and usually his shit tends to be accurate. Apparently, that's why people listen to him mm-hmm. and just take it as oh this is happening. He's got a very high hit rate. Uh, he said allegedly they started this project in 2018. Jeez, and this and this to me all these pieces are kind of falling into place now like a few years before that that's when they said we do it we do resident evil 2 so at some point while they were doing that game they also said let's do resident evil 3 and then they said let's do resident evil 4 so to me i'm starting to think they came up with a plan i don't think we're ever going to get a code veronica remake i'm putting i don't the hey dust golem says they listen to feedback more than what you think and they he said for everybody hey keep talking about code veronica if you believe dust golem yeah, because I really, 
And here's a, another franchise like Dino Crisis really needs a remake. <laughs> it could. Fuck that. That franchise doesn't even have a single identity. It mm. just doesn't. Every game was different from the other. One. Yeah, I I didn't know they made three. I only played one and two. That's how fucking like forgotful that game. <laughs> the third one was like not very good. It was like kind of bad, honestly. I I kind of want to get it and stream it. Just so same that, here. I've always wanted to try it out because it's like you're shooting dinosaurs in space and you're flying around the jetpack and shit. <laughs> like this sounds fucking cool, even if the game sucks. Oh man, but yeah, but like, yeah, it's just I don't know. I guess we are really gonna get all the remakes now. Now, does that mean you th- you think there's gonna be a Resident Evil One and Zero remake? I mean, I th- I think they need to make a Zero remake. I would be lying if I said I wouldn't want to see one engine. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that wouldn't hurt my feelings if that never happened. I, I would be fine. But, like, honestly, I feel like if they're going to do one, they either need to incorporate some of what zero is into that or just drop zero because it breaks a lot of canon stuff anyway. There's so many, like, weird loose ends and stuff that happens from that game. And I think, uh, and I think they should uh, either ignore five and six or retell it in a different way where they can can, can combine the two games together. And, yeah, and just make a whole new story out of it. This is what I'm kind of thinking. I guess I'm kind of hoping for because this was like something I, I kind of came up with. I think before I might have mentioned this. I'm like, what if they're they're rebooting everything and this is part of a reboot canon mm-hmm. and like they did two and they just did three and two kind of remained pretty similar to the original in terms of the story they deviated in a few spots three's kind of different from the original three but it kind of gets ends up at the same destination no matter what mm-hmm. uh, what if when they do this four like what if hey, this is what I would do if I was them? I wouldn't even try to remake it the original four. I'd try to do something different. And and that's another thing I want to bring up. And I know we're like straying off on a Resident Evil Five, but this is interesting because of four, uh, Resident Evil Four. But what with the remakes, especially two and three, like two, it kind of sticks to the storyline of the original, but there's a reimagination of it. Resident, yeah. Evil, Resident Evil 3 is the same way. It's re, a reimagine of Resident Evil 3, the original. A lot, a lot of hardcore, and I know we're hardcore as well, uh, but I, I guess we are in a minority that are kind of shitting on Resident Evil 3, where they're just like, oh, it's you know not like the original, so it's garbage. Wait, we, we, we're not with them or we are? Because I'm not. Well, no, <laughs> no, I said we're not. We're in a minority of that thinking. I guess it, it seems to me like it's just split. Like it, I don't even know though. It, like I heard the sales for this game was great. I mean, people kind of had their mind made up before it came out. I think. Yeah, I just think people had high hopes or something. Because I think so too. Yeah. Because I think people were like, "Oh, Resident Evil Two was, was uh, you know, had replay value." And Resident Evil Three, we're going off on a tangent here, but Resident Evil Three has replay value. It just doesn't have the goodies of what Resident Evil 2 Remake had. and it It's different. And it doesn't have the scenarios. Yeah, and you can make an argument that like those scenarios aren't even really like 
they're not even as much as what the scenarios were in the original. That was always a sticking point for people. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other topic. Point being, I feel like if they were smart, this is part of a reboot strategy. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to do Resident Evil 4, I think maybe they should try to go back to maybe the original concept a little bit of Resident Evil 4. Mm, yeah, kind of, so to kind of set up Resident Evil 8 a little bit to make it a little more sense of wolves and fucking <laughs> paranormal witches. I, I don't know. I don't even know about that. Like, honestly, I'm starting to think, like, if, if I was running shit, I would have, okay, you have res- the main continuity, and then you have, like, an alternate reboot continuity or something, just whatever. But, um, yeah, you could look at it that way. I was talking about the initial concept, which was, like, where Leon gets infected and, like, he encounters, like, weird enemies in this European castle owned by Umbrella or something. Uh, there, there's there were just so many builds of that game. There was like the <clears> Hookman <throat> build, which is, has all the paranormal shit in it. Uh, and then there was the other one. I I can't remember now. It had something to do with like sanity or some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't mind that the cult was in Resident Evil Four, but I kind of wish they go away from the Lost Plagas, and they were just infecting themselves with like the. Uh, T virus or something. And in some like weird way, like them wanting to get away from zombies and like the virus monsters and stuff like that, it kind of homogenized like a lot of fighting in these later games. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them are just people, or it's like people with a tentacle shit coming out of their head, or they turn into a fat fuck and they explode, or they turn into a fat fuck that'll eat you whole. And there's nothing you can do about it if you get close enough. Yeah, it's just lame. It takes out all the enemy variety. Whereas in had zombies, and like now the zombies are really cool and they attack in really different ways. So like every zombie encounter is not going to be the exact same. Yeah, uh, you got lickers, you got hunters, you got the gamma hunters, you got the poopy monsters in Resident Evil Two Remake. <laughs> There's just a lot of different. Instead of just having guys sprouting tentacle, tentacle shits out of them all the time. Yeah, and that that's why I said like if they do a reimagination, like get away from the Las Plagas a little bit, and they infect themselves with some type of new virus that Umbrella like, or they discovered or planted in this village or something to kind of see what would happen, and the C virus. Yeah, and to see. <laughs> And to see, like, them slowly turn into, like, these zombies or the, whatever monsters they turn into. Yeah. Because when, when I saw, like, people, I was like, this is stupid. But I wouldn't mind people slowly turning into a zombie. I think that would be really interesting to do. Yeah. But anyway, back to Resident Evil 5. <laughs> <laughs> this was related somewhat. Yes. Lightning round. This is where we shoot the easy questions to get them out of the way. Uh, so I'll ask Zach the question, and then I'll give him my answer. What do you? Who do you prefer to play as in this game? Well, I feel like it doesn't really make that much difference, other than like what way your camera and character is oriented for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like if you play Chris, it's traditionally like he stands on the left side of the screen. If you play Sheva, it's like on the right. It's kind of weird, and you got to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there's no difference between them other than their melee animations. 
I'll tell you what I like. And we had to change the character because I was Sheva in the beginning until a certain part where we're facing Wesker at the end and there's a part with Sheva where she has to hang on uh, and I have to tap the button really, really, really fast, which uh, I want to say when we got up to like the 30th try, um, me and Zach were just like, let's switch, I'll do it. And since he's more of a better pro gamer than me, he did it like in two minutes and hanged on and we got to finish it. So I prefer to play as Chris Redfield because of that last level. <laughs> he also gets to punch the boulder. Yes. And honestly, like I will say this, when you go to melee people, it is honestly way more satisfying to just rear back and then punch them in the fucking face. <laughs> That's just entertaining. Mm. All right. What is your favorite boss? Um, I guess Wesker in his human form. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think Wesker was probably the 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 other fights were fun, but they're not memorable in any way. I, Some sucked. Some the, of the fights sucked. Yeah, the only memorable one that I'm always going to remember is when we fought the troll with the turrets. Uh, and before we we fought it, like there was a scene where he steps on one of the characters, and we just like burst out laughing. He steps on the guy that saves him in the Hummer. He comes to eat, get done fighting the Wuhan bat, and he's just like, guys get in and you guys get in and you do a turret section where you shoot a bunch of poor people on motorcycles <laughs> i mean that's just that's what it is that's what's happening <laughs> like, you get to this weird village and all of a sudden there's a, a giant old el gigante because he has a big gray beard mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you just it's all quiet and everything and they're like jesus they wiped the whole unit out and it just shows Chris, and he's like, you know, he's all fucking devastated because more of his comrades have died, and Sheva's just like, I can't believe this. And then it shows, like, that third guy can't even fucking remember his name. He turns around, ah, and he's just dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just so funny. Yeah, it, that was a funny, but, like, the Wesker one was fun because, I don't know, like, I guess the human form was interesting on how we fought him because it's like, oh, this kind of feels like the Matrix if the Matrix made a game. <laughs> and he was, you, you had to figure out how to fight him. That was the thing. Mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't like the, the lame, oh, how the fuck do we burn this thing in the furnace? How do we... Why do our bullets not do anything? I guess we'll knife this guy after we hit him with the flamethrower. <laughs> and it's not like he had, like, fuck me lights on. So... We, we just had a, we, we figured it out the old-fashioned way. Also, he catches rockets and throws them away. <laughs> and then eventually he gets so pissed at you, he throws missiles at you. Yeah, and he also has a uh, a one-shot kill if he charges you and, like, I guess, like, chokes you out or, like, does a karate chop to your throat. Uh, kind of like the Terminator in Terminator 2, the, the liquid guy. Like, yeah. He just, like stabs you with his hand <laughs> yeah. and that happened to me once because i was like "Ooh, i got let me rocket him here and he just like came walking really slow and then he just cut me and it was a one-shot kill <laughs> um 
the uh, quick time events, the the deaths were funny as hell as well. Remember when you're yeah, like, remember especially when they're in the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's always my favorite. I like to watch all the death animations there. Yeah, because every time we got up to that part, we were like, oh, just fail it. Let's see what happens. And it was usually hilarious. Um, Favorite part of the game? Mm. Let me think. It's not like, oh, I hate this game, because I, I actually don't hate this game. Um, Jeez. I guess I like... I kind of like going through all those... Uh, it's not really a village. I guess it's more like a town. Like, all those kind of town areas in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. That felt most like Resident Evil 4 and stuff, I guess. Yeah. And more Resident evil than what the rest of the game kind of did. <laughs> even, like, when there was, like, oh, we found a big lab. Which, by the way, the lab's just a giant ripoff of the labs in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you could just say this is, like, when the game started trying to emulate the movies more. Yep. Um, I liked fighting with Wesker and Jill, and when you fight Wesker again later, which we just talked about. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same. I but I like the Jill fights more because of how fucking like we were tag team wrestling her, and every time she gained offense, you just like grabbed her, and it was just get her. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny when we had to pull off the the bug beetle on her tits. Um. All right. Favorite weapon in the game? Hmm. Um. I'm gonna go with um. I guess the assault rifle. Just because up to that point, uh, up to this point, we've got we've reached. There never really has been an assault rifle in a Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time, so it's like, oh shit. I mean, well, no, wait, hang on. Code Veronica, you, you were able to get that AK-47. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, whatever. This is like the only other time it happened. You had way more ammo. Than... <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh my god, and they, there was like three of them, too. Like, they were all different. I mean, there was an MP5, technically. It's not an assault rifle. Yeah, there was a lot of variety in this game, but I I, I guess I have to stick with my, uh, my, my main man, the shotgun. I love the shotgun in this game. The shotgun was very useful, just like how it was in Resident Evil 4. Yes. <laughs> when there's a bunch of people, you just pray, uh, spray and pray, and it usually worked. So I dig that. Um, the last question in the lightning round says, what is your best rank? What rank did we get? Do you remember? Oh, God, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't ever pay enough attention to that shit. Mm-hmm. I was just like I've never really been like a rank guy. I was just like I'm playing this game again just because I like it and I get through it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm done. Hey, that was cool. I got my rank, and I just forget about it immediately. I want to say I had a better rank in this one than my first playthrough because in the first playthrough I died a lot because I didn't have a friend to play with. So yeah, I'll go with you just that. Had that shitty AI partner. Yeah, and I I remember if you thought I died a lot and. When I was playing with you, I died a million times by myself. No wonder you fucking hated this game. <laughs> yeah. I would have hated it too. All right, so we're done with the lightning round, and we're going to get into the final countdown where we are going to place Resident Evil 5 in the list. Uh, and if people are watching on YouTube, I know that I usually put the list 
uh, in editing at the end, but since we are doing this live and I do have a video going on and everything, um, the final video when we finally get to the end is when I'm going to showcase our final list, but I still want to talk about it here. Uh, so I'll go first, Zach, since I don't see you, uh, Resident Evil 5 on the list on your list yet, uh, but I'll do mine. Uh, I'll start from top all the way to bottom. So number one, I have Resident Evil 3, the original. I'm, I have to say that now since the remake is out. Uh, number two is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Number three is Resident Evil 2 1998. Number four is Blank. Number five, Resident Evil 1. And then number six, I have Resident Evil 1 Remastered. Seven, I have Resident Evil 0. Eight, I have Resident Evil Code Veronica. Nine, I have Resident Evil 4. Ten, I have Resident Evil Survivor slash Dead Aim. And then I have 11, 12 blank. And then 13 is where I'm going to put Resident Evil 5. And then obviously 14 and 15 blank. So what about you? Um, I'm going to make some revisions to my list too, actually, because some time has passed and I've reflected on some things more. Okay. I'm going to... I originally had Resident Evil 2 remake at 2 and the original at 3. I'm going to swap those now. Okay. Uh, just because, like, as time's gone by, I still really like that game, but honestly, the original still edged out. Okay. And I also wanted to make a motion to uh, separate Resident Evil Survivor and Dead Aim and make them separate entries. Okay, so th that means I have to make it, we have to make it a 16 list now. <laughs> because I, I was thinking about, like, yeah, we're five goes, and it inevitably made me think about the whole list again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, honestly, like Resident Evil Survivor is not that bad of a game. It's just so bad. It's it's weird. It has this so bad is good quality to it. Yeah, in my opinion. But it makes me. It causes me to enjoy it more than certain other entries in this series. Yeah. So I had 11 blank before, so I'm going to put Resident Evil Dead Aim at number 11. Still keep... I'm just going to I'm going to kill still keep it down here at 14 now just cuz I don't know still know where this is going to really end up. Mm -hmm. But I am going to put it ahead of Resident Evil 0. Okay. That might be controversial for people, but dive into die. Yeah. So I got remake Resident Evil 1 remake at 1. Resident Evil 2, 98 at 2. Remake 2 at 3. RE4 at 4. RE3 at 5. The original Resident Evil at 6. Code Veronica at number 7. 5 at number 8. Uh, Survivor at 9 and 0 at 10. Okay. And then you obviously have 13 and 14, which... Uh, oh. They're blank. They're just blank. Okay. Um, and that is the final countdown. Um, we're gonna do something. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna plan it here live. Um, Resident Evil Three Remake did come out. Uh, so that means we're gonna probably gonna halt Resident Evil Six for a little bit because that that is a beefy game, by the way. Resident Evil Six. Yeah, it's gonna take some time. Um, and we already, me and Zach already beat Resident Evil Three Remake. So that will be our next recording. It's just a matter of when. Um, so keep an eye out for that. 
and we will talk about Resident Evil 3 Remake. Um, but that is... Is there any final things you want to talk about, Zach, before we sign off? Oh, we're also going to talk about the books sometime. This won't have any kind of bearing on our list here or anything, but it's related. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about it before, and I've kind of got everything set up to where we can just... Uh, we're not going to have, like, a list of things to go through like we do with these games usually. We're just going to have, like, a discussion overall about the books and everything. Yeah. Which the books are cool. They have some good backstory. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll probably start having odd entries like that in between, like, stop gaps, Like, I kind of wanted to talk about, like, those Wii light gun games at some point, too. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to put them on this fucking list or not, but I don't remember what we said, but if they don't, it's like, hey, we, we can still talk about it. Well, I, I, I don't know if I ever said this, but, like, this podcast was made so that we could rank all the Resident Evil games. And since we interviewed Nick Apostolidis, uh, we thought about maybe we can expand this podcast into a Resident Evil or, or maybe at least a survival horror type of podcast in a way. Oh, oh boy. So, I mean, maybe you might see Silent Hill in some, in some fashion. It would be weird to call it the Nemesis Project, but whatever. Um, what sucks about Silent Hill, though, is... Like, I don't want to do a Silent Hill project <laughs> because you'll well, play like the first four games. Then it's like, fuck this. I'm done. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Oh, no, dude. Like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do another ranking because obviously with the Resident Evil uh, ranking, it took a while and we're still doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, with Silent Hill, like I would probably take uh, some stories out of it and talk about it. It's mostly going to be us playing the game and then just us discussing, like, weird things about it. Yeah. Like, the lore. I mean, we're we're not going to rank it or anything. It's going to be different. So keep an eye out on the structure for that. And there's also a lot of fan games that are Resident Evil as well that I do want to play. Interesting. So I don't know much about that. Yeah. There, there, there's, <laughs> there's a fan-made game where, you know, the part where Ada Wong... Uh, disappears in Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody made a game out of that. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I, I do want to get into that. But if you want to watch more of our podcasts, we do have three active podcasts. We have Big Trouble Little Podcast, which we do movies, and which we are steering towards gaming and movies. Uh, so keep an eye on that. We should be coming back within a week, I believe. I don't know what we're doing, but we're coming back. Um, then we also have uh, Getting Some Color, which we did WrestleMania 27 and 17, or X7, however you want to say it. 24. Uh, yeah, 24, not 27, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing with that either, because, I mean, WWE is apparently essential now. So, well, it's not essential to me as long as there's no fucking fans in the arena. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that podcast is probably going to be going into our creative pool of seeing how we're going to be doing that. And we also reach into our bag of tricks for that. Yeah. And then we also have this podcast, The Nemesis Project. And where do you find this stuff? You go to novnetwork.podbean.com. We're also on uh, Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, if you search Nervy Network. We also have a website that I haven't been updating, which I will 
since you know this pandemic i have more time um so keep an eye on that but until next time as zombies resident evil nemesis project see you later <laughs> peace